all the news that fits the print are the most famous seven words in American journalism. Took a permanent place 150 years ago in the upper left corner of the New York Times must-head. But is the slogan something that still works nowadays? The world's new digital and highly competitive media environment has created fundamental problems in the business models that journalism relies on. The first impact that the Internet had on journalism has changed its functions and nature. This shock went through the elimination of the role of the gatekeepers. Citizens can now access unfiltered information and can generate content. With the current information overload, the audience has to continue counter-checking to protect themselves from information exploitation and trust news media. Without a doubt, digitalization was and is a significant challenge not only for media business models but also for trust in journalism. Building trust is essential for the future performance of journalism. How can newspapers overcome this lack of trustee among readers in a digital and complex world? Just try to build solid and authentic relationship with them. In the process of building a community, journals should let individuals know they are valued, help them feel care and connected, provide them with a purpose and makes them feel part of this community. Avoid top-down information, be consistent in words and action to stay top of mind, keep messages personal and straightforward. People crave human interaction, Customers desire recognition and a personalized experience. Here's the primary connection between media and design. Design thinking and journalism go together. Design processes are very journalistic. It has a viral reporting process of engaging with an audience and getting feedback. Readers want to wait and evaluate information and media organization should be helping them navigate through facts and assertion based on evidence or hypothesis or guesses about the world. That's a real need users have. Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of The Entangler. I'm thrilled to release a recent interview and let you know a little bit more about Tangity. It's been a while since I don't drop a podcast, but you know, things in Tangity are running fast and we face daily new projects and challenges. My today guest is a designer and he experienced from inside the disruptive change in media industry caused by internet. Christian Christensen is based in Hamburg, he's a UX designer, he's half German and half Icelandic and had a mesmerizing first part of life all around the world. My father's Icelandic, my mother's German. I do have Norwegian sisters, so it's big, you know, big mix up. But I thought it was rather normal until I went to school when I was six mm -hmm. years old. I'm, I'm from Hamburg. Actually, I grew up in a small, small village um, at the outskirts of Hamburg. I thought it was normal, but then I realized it was not so normal because I grew up on the ship. So when I was 11 months old, my father was sailing as a captain. Actually, my whole family, they were, they were sailing. They were mm -hmm. seamen or even sea women. I, I learned walking on the Pacific, actually, <laughs> on the trip from New Caledonia to the, to the West Coast. So we, we had a chance, so the, the, the companies my father was uh, sailing as a captain for, they, they 
they paid the flights and the accommodation on board. So until I went to school, I we we had the chance to to stay on board with my father. And we were we were sailing all around the world, and um, mm-hmm. the, the ships we were on board. So it was multinational. So I remember one ship. There was a Chinese crew, Japanese and European officers. So I I grew up. Um, people were talking English or Chinese, Kowloon, and all kinds of languages. So so that was pretty normal for me. And to to travel mm-hmm. around the world to Japan and South South America. And when when I came back uh, to the small village north of Hamburg, I realized oh, <laughs> it was too normal. But in a way, it also shaped me um, like be on the ship and to to have have um, you know different nationalities, different cultures on board. Um, you know that, that that was normal for me. And and of course now with anti-data, I think that's it's uh, fantastic to have that also because um, it's a, it's, a, it's a richness and uh, which is important. I think that. A big boat as a playground, no other kids to have fun, but lots of stimuli from the people of the crew and the environment. There were no shiny uniforms, so no white captain's uniform. It was a cargo vessel, quite big, so it was like 80,000 tons. But if you're on the ship, you know, a ship is always small in the big ocean, so not, that doesn't matter how big the ship is, the ocean is always bigger. But it was, it was a rather large vessel and the, the, he was the, the ship, um, one of the ships, it was a bull carrier, so it was like coal and iron ore, um, which the, the ship transported. So we went up the Orinoco to, to pick up the, the cargo and then I think we went to the States and even to Japan to, to deliver the cargo. I was the only child and, and of course when I, when, when I, when I came to school and you know, of course, in Germany, I think it's like Italy and all, yeah. all other European countries. The young boys and girls are playing football. So, but I'm I'm a, I'm a lousy football player, I, I've, <laughs> I've, even tennis. So, yeah. so I think there was a lack the lack of playing football or tennis on board a ship, um, where, where I have really uh, developed no talent. But of course, I was drawing a lot. So maybe right. that was something um, I had to do when I was on board. So <laughs> I started to draw and I kept that on actually until yeah. now. So I'm, I'm drawing quite a lot. My father was also drawing, so it's mm-hmm. maybe family, but he ended up as a captain and I'm now a designer. Drawing is a way of coming upon the connection between things just like metaphor in poetry reconnects what has become separated. I was always drawing. I can, what, what, I, what I remember, I was always drawing. And I'm, I'm maybe sometimes mm-hmm. I, st- I still do that. So, so that, that was, you know, li- like, like the line I followed from, from, from the primary school then to the gymnasium. And it ended up that, that my, my art teacher said, oh, Christian, you should study graphic design. Mm-hmm. So that was no, no big surprise. <laughs> It was a big surprise, but um, something that turned out very nice because um, it's something um, which I like to do, to be creative. You, know, you don't have to draw yeah. to be creative, but um, that was something uh, where I also had the environment and the people around me who also said, yeah, do that and, and study and who, who more or less also guide you um, uh, through the first steps of life you know that's that's something looking back which was quite important today it's how it feels like it was completely normal that i um, studied graphic design but um, maybe there would have been also some other decisions yeah. if, if there wouldn't have been the people around me you know who lightly not push me in the direction christian jump into the media world from a graphic point of view he learned how to design and produce a newspaper every day 
before desktop applications. My teacher told me, Christian, you should study graphic design. I said, oh, so sounds good. And because I have an Icelandic passport, I didn't have to go to the to the army or to, to do civil service. So um, after my abitur, um, I took the chance to start education as a pre-press operator. Mm -hmm. um, so that took me um, three years. And I, I started at a big media company called Axel Springer. That's, uh, they're also having this Boulevard um, newspaper like Bild Zeitung. And I started there working in one of the biggest printing um, centers in Germany and Europe um, those days. And I started to learn as a pre-press operator. Actually, um, uh, there I got in contact with one of the, you know, the chief editors and art directors of the Bild Zeitung. And I told him, yeah, I would work as a layouter or designer at the Bild Zeitung to also understand not only how the technical part is, but also how to design for a newspaper. Yeah. Because I thought in those days, of course, uh, I, I will end up somehow designing for, 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 for the printing industry. And that's how I got in contact during my education and also after that because I spent one year there at the, at the Bild Zeitung in the newsroom actually and to learn about how to produce a newspaper every day, design and produce a newspaper every day, which had in those days still the largest circulation in Europe, it was one of the largest newspapers. I was I started as a layouter, so that was my job role, layouter at the Bild Zeitung and what happened then was and that that's that that's the interesting part because um, in those days they started with something that was called desktop publishing DTP yep. so the first time since print started you could see before something was printed you could see the solution you could see what you designed on the screen wow so that <laughs> was something completely new and and of course um, the whole production process of the newspaper, which is quite complicated, had to change, and, and it was like a transformation process for 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 the for the newspaper or for the actually for the whole media industry. And and I was working in that team, and of course, um, I was fascinated, and I saw the newspaper on the screen. I said, "Why do you have to print that? I mean, that makes no sense if you had to print it, because you can already see it on the screen." And then I thought, "Oh." Now things may change and, you know, I like to draw on paper, but, um, you know, working as a designer to, to, to do it on the screen is also, is also very good. And um, I could feel things are changing. And um, so then my, my transformation process started mm -hmm. from, from, a, from a print designer um, a few years later, I ended up with IBM. But that, that was my transformation process from print to, to digital. From Gutenberg to desktop publications, digitalization had an impact quite similar to the method of movable type developed in the 15th century. It was quite busy. It was a large room, 40 people sitting there. You had the, the, the chief editors sitting in front of a big table. They were smoking cigars, you know, like in a film mainly men working there, and then you had conferences, and then you start, started to scribble on a sheet of paper mm -hmm. um, uh, the layout of each paper of the newspaper. So that's that's pretty much the same. So even today, I mean, you, you, do, you do a scribble, and knowing the, the format and the stories and the, the, the content you have to place on, on, this, yeah. on, on the paper. So they had to use um, a host-based system, and um, they started to set the articles, and then they were printed out on the small printer, and then they were glued together to a page. So, so actually, you had to be very good in imagining how the, the newspaper would look like mm -hmm. when doing a scribble, because you never could see the final newspaper. Yeah. Our job is learning new things. We are professional question askers. We observe 
professionally. A huge part of the job is making people care. There are so many overlaps between journalism and design. The designer, you always have overlaps. So it is you, you, you have to surf in every direction. And, and also as a journalist, you have to be open. I mean, you have to have an open mind and um, you have to take the opportunities. I mean, that's how journalism is. If, if, so if there's a good story, you have to take it. And you can't wait because if, if like a photo, if you if you see if you see something, you want to take pictures, you have to take it that moment because if you wait one second longer, then the moment is over. I think that's that's um, something, but which is very common, and it's not not also only journalism, it's also in the the other areas and even at our anti data. So maybe the time frame, the time pressure is a bit larger when you work as a journalist. So. Yeah. to get used to it but in a way um, I think it's the same pattern as a, as a designer of course now, nowadays as a UX designer I'm doing nothing less to enable communication I mean that's that's what we're doing so one side you can create communication but in a way we, we try to enable and and help communication my, my job role hasn't really changed but of course the surroundings the technique uh, that has changed and as I said, you have to be open. You have to be open also for techniques. And, and when things are changing, you have to change. And when times are changing, you also have to change. Because, because um, if you don't change, then, you know, it's over. Between 2000 and 2012, newspaper advertising revenue in the US fell from 62 billion to 22 billion. The number of newspaper titles declined by more than 50% over this period. The number of full-time journalists at daily newspapers fell by 18%. The media industry has been continuously exposed to technology-induced turbulence. Moving news distribution online had implications for checking the quality and sources of news production. Traditional daily newspapers follow a 24-hour cycle, producing one new version per day. Online news production enables a continuous production cycle, with articles added and updated continuously throughout the day. Competition means that newspapers can no longer afford to wait until the next day to report a breaking news. Very short production cycles leave little time for fact-checking and quality control. I was working for, for Axel Springer also while I was studying until 2000. So I, start, I started in 1995 to study graphic design and I finished in the year 2000. And in these six years, it changed a lot, it changed a lot. Um, first of all, yes, quality has changed. Also the speed has, has increased and also the amount of work for journalists or people working in news media has also increased because as I said, you know, what, what I've been doing as a pre-press operator, this job could now be be, uh, be done by a graphic designer mm -hmm. or photographers. They, they suddenly, they also had to edit their pictures. So not only to hand in the negatives and they also had to be fit in Photoshop and and be more technical. So, so the workload has increased. Another major part is not only the work and you know, the, the simple fact that the amount of money the news media generated with the traditional printing magazines and even in their online media, um, that declined. Simply, they don't make as much money as in the old days. And that's part of the transformation process or the change that led 
that many newspapers and magazines they 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 vanish. I mean, my my children they they don't read any newspaper yeah. anymore. They they on the internet. But if we come back to the very starting point, it, I think it's creativity and and it's something that you want to communicate as a journalist. You have you have something to say, and if you put that to that point, then I think you have fantastic chances as a journalist and also as a designer. Mm -hmm. But of course, you have to face the fact that the rules or the game has changed a little bit. I think even today, as a journalist, you have more chances to to publish your your content because you have the technique in your own hands. It doesn't make it easier, and there's there's no there's no recipe to be successful as a designer as a journalist. But if you are happy to be a journalist and you are happy to to communicate, yes, that's a starting point. A few years ago, Newman and Fletcher carried out an in-depth survey and analysis of consumer perception of the quality of news in nine countries. The main reason, 67%, for not trusting media relate to bias. The feeling that powerful people are using media to push their own interest rather than represent ordinary readers. These feelings are most strongly held by those who are young and by those that earn the last. I still read the the traditional newspapers and the, the like. I'm also watching BBC, <laughs> reading the Guardian and also German magazines. But there's no no path now for me visible how how, how to get this trust I have in in these yeah. traditional newspapers and you know, trust. I've been also in the Bild Zeitung, so I knew I also see how uh, journalism can work, and <laughs> Bild Zeitung is not the perfect place for 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 the, for the journalism. I think you you're talking about, and I know that. But in a way, I, I trust these big um, companies like or like BBC and other other, other newspapers. Mm -hmm. But I think that's more from a so social point. So it is it is more it is less technology. It is more about behavior, um, about mm -hmm. relationships, and and trust. Um, and tech, technology will help but yeah. it is it, it it won't won't be the core to change to, to to get that thing going again there's a demand so people they, they you need information you need stories we, yeah. we, 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 we live from stories and that, that that won't change so we feel like media channels are so saturated with the same types of article over and over again when we see really a great content we have noticed it never gets as much attention as it deserves. Is good design a solution to problems in journalism? If you put the design in the forefront for anything, if you have a product say design will solve it, then it is stupid design because Good design is always a mixture, unless you're an artist, create a poster, mm -hmm. then it might change. But if you if you if you talk about the design we are producing for a magazine, for a um, website, then design is always part of something, mm. and the content has to be good, and design can help to make the content even better. In some cases, of course, it can also help to make it more visible, or but. Um, The content and the design, they have to fit. If, if you just have a nice cover and you open the newspaper and this is not what you expect, then you are even more disappointed. So um, that's what makes things sometimes easier and complicated because mm -hmm. it has both has to be from a good quality or the passion and um, then things can get very good and successful, of course. 
they can get successful. And but it's not only design; it's not, of course, not only the typeface and the colors, the way a newspaper looks like or a website. Mm-hmm. Um, design is, of course, more. You can, you know, yeah. as we know, you can you can put it into bigger context. And I think that's that was what what is important also to join us. And as, as a designer, you have to also be open and try to understand if you're working for for a newspaper how this business is working you have to know the technical issues and as a journalist of course it also helps to understand the business and also to have a maybe feeling for 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 design i mean design not maybe even not in a visual way of thinking good layouts in digital news are crucial to success in a vast economy The design approach is essential now that the immersive multimedia storytelling is slowly growing and is heavily dependent on technology and design to communicate effectively. If you work in newspaper, you're doing the daily business. I mean, like all daily business, magazine, newspaper, even online. So of course, uh, you have you 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 have the dependencies. You have, have the business side, and and um, and the the moment you start to change things. Um, then, then the workload is getting much higher, and to be creative or to 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 get new formats or use different way for star- storytelling can be quite challenging. So that's that's uh, like an innovation process. You you have to do that from time to time. But of course, um, newspapers, most of them, they don't have the time. They don't have the money. Mm-hmm. And of course, now they also don't have to skill people because people who are skilled. I mean, we are, we are we are both not working for newspaper. We are both working for entity data. Surprise, surprise! Because we have changed from news media design or from print design or from the media industry uh, to an IT company. And there's a reason. I think there's a reason from from both sides. So so, but as I said, um, maybe at, at the newspapers, either you have people who are really really um, um, interested and they, they love news media and try to do things new. But uh, that, that's getting harder because the talented people they they are also leaving the, these kind of industries. But new people are coming, and and maybe it's easier if you don't have a big traditional news company, big ones like Axel Springer, mm-hmm. and people start to do it on their own. And that's also some the pattern which is quite quite normal that um, people start in a small company they they establish uh, news media formats and suddenly they're, they're they're successful because not only they're able to do something outside the normal pattern of the industry but that's also quite normal for other industries. Most of the news and stories we see on social media are shared by our friends who are not surprisingly very similar to us. We come away with the impression that our views are the predominant and correct ones and we aren't exposed to much of the news and the stories that other people are seeing. Social media makes it easy to live in these bubbles and they've gotten stronger and more polarized over the last years. If we you ask about how to be successful in journalism so in other fields i mean then you have to have a big range you have to many have to many followers you have to, you have to get a big audience and of course to get a big audience these these companies who provide a big audience there this is google the google, facebook mm-hmm. and there are not not too many you know open com- open platforms wh- where you are more or less free because in the web the 
the users the user journey starts with Google. You have to follow Google rules yeah. to 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 reach your audience. So that's actually where the problem starts starting. And I don't have a solution, but I think and that's also what I how I started actually in my life as a, as a designer. Um, in a way, we have to start or we have to think about also the technology. So. Mm-hmm. Because I think these filter bubbles, they, they, that's a technology that um, creates these filter bubbles. And if we want to change it, we have to be able to work with this technology to understand it and maybe to do something else. You know, that's um, so right yeah. now there are filter bubbles, yes. But um, if the demand is getting bigger, then we have to do something on technology basis to to change that. Yes. What is tangity to you? What we're doing with tangity, oh. Actually, that's fantastic because it is it is a room for creation um, that Tangent is providing. But um, even before, I think even at the data, because they provided us this room for creativity to start something like Tangent, um, where we can join our forces in this design area. I started in 2017 at NT Data. In those days, um, um, I only knew NT Data. There was only one other designer uh, at NT Data in 2017, Lukas Albrecht. So I knew that it won't be the shiny agency rooms, um, or uh, it will be like a creative environment. But I think there's more than you. There's more you need for creative for creativity, and this room for creativity has to do with people. It has to do with the way you're treated as a designer or as an individual, as a specialist. And that's something which I can 100% feel and see in um, what, what I um, experience with entity data in general, that we do have this room for creativity. And we also get the space for creativity because actually nobody knows what will happen in five, two years, not even five years. But to have this room for creativity, to test, to start something new, to, to, to work together as a team, that's a perfect match. I really appreciate it very much. I, I love to, 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 to have this exchange with all the people here in NTData, especially with the Tangent team. And um, that's what, what really yeah, keep, keeps me going. And, and that's like a unique setting point, I think. Mm-hmm. From my experience, yes. Thank you for this room for creativity and, and I hope we can fill it. And- Christian has lots of experience and uh, he knows that every project is different and uh, we can find stimuli in every challenge. I've done lots of projects. Maybe I, you know, I'll just start with my last project, this pro- project I'm working on. Actually, it sounds awful. It sounds, it's a telephone book for Volkswagen. It sounds really boom. Telephone book for Volkswagen, I mean, we don't have to talk about creativity. And they have a telephone book for the internal employees. And I, I, I got a phone call and said, oh, we, have, we want to change the technique and we have to do something for the design. I said, okay, I said, okay thank mm-hmm. you. I've always wanted to design a telephone book. <laughs> But as I said, um, you have to be open. It's a very nice project. It's very interesting. It's challenging. Um, I have fantastic customers. And, and um, although it is not the new uh, web shop for a big uh, brand, It is a very nice, very nice work um, also for the customers to help them with what I can do best with design to to get this new um, um, service also running and, and online. When we succeed in learning something, we feel better, more confident in ourselves and our ability to take all sorts of new tasks. What I've learned was actually to be open, to have to keep my open mind, to work, to collaborate, With, with the colleagues and the, the interdisciplinary teams 
to use the tools and the people and the service we have. And Tangity is a very, very powerful tool and the people we have, that, 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 that's fantastic. And to work together and to keep building up this brand and the services and the different cultures, that's that's daily work. Um, we have to, we should continue. We have to continue the success or that shows that we are on the right track. Thanks, Christian. It's been an interesting chat. The next episode will be online soon. If you want to get in touch with Tangity and our designer, just look for Tangity Design on LinkedIn or Instagram. This is Diego Rovelli and thanks you again for listening The Untanglers. Bye bye. <laughs>